I don't get it. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Fonda. I'm Paul. And this is I Don't Get It, Edmonton's we- podcast about... Uh, about dance. Yeah, we've switched which sides we are in the blanket fort, and it's really weirding, I think, both of us out. And so now I get to do the first part of the intro. Yeah, everything <laughs> everything is mirror. Everything it's is not switched okay. up. This is, this is crazy. In yeah. our first season, we've already done a switch. We've gone too far. It's a little crazy. Um, so well, we were we were pretty busy the last couple of weeks. Though, yeah, we, Paul? it's sort of like one of the last big hurrahs of the season is sort of in, in June. Um, and we had two, two big things, I guess, that happened. Yeah. Um, well, we had Mile Zero Dances show tell, which I think we're going to get to in a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then we had um, the whole dance fest component of Next Fest, which was incredible this year. Right. There were f- 14, 15 pieces, uh, including Yeah Yeah Girl, which was kind of an off-site uh, installation piece in Studio right. Bloom. But there were four full dance programs that each had three or four pieces each, and it was uh, it was a really pretty incredible showing to see how much um, emerging dance there is. Yeah, there. yeah. It was curated by uh, by the Good Woman Dance Collective, um, who who did everything from bring in talent from from other places to sort of work with even uh, high schoolers. In the case of uh, Victoria Composite High School, there was one piece that was sort of a commissioned group of thirteen of them that that built a thing with a, a thing. Um, a dance thing. A uh, thing with a thing. A thing with a thing. Oh boy! <laughs> it was great. Um, they built a they built a a show with with the good women and sort of all uh, contributed to it. Um, yeah, and a lot of those dancers. Um, the piece that they did with the good women was called Physio Junction, and it was um, a lot of the dancers in that piece were also um, in their own pieces and created a lot of the um, other pieces that we saw, which was great actually. So we got to see um, a lot of younger dancers and some dancers that were maturing. Um, in not so much their later years because right. it's still next fest it features um emerging artists, artists emerging yeah. artists largely under the age of 30 um and uh but yes this year also had a couple of out of towners which was really refreshing and cool to see right. so what were some of our highlights fonda what uh and what did we really like okay well one of the in, one of the highlights that I really enjoyed was a, a piece called Cuckoo, which was um, a solo choreographed by Thoen Glover. I believe she's from Vancouver. And she had um, a really interesting piece that was um, that was quite well uh, sound designed. Uh, okay. It started out with some uh, really big, you know, the the MGM, like, dun, 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 yeah, you know, fanfare. like, yeah. And so the big fanfare, that's the word. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> um, and it was you, all you could see was just her hands that were covered in the kind of like um, bedazzled glitter type stuff and she was it was covered just up to about her wrists and and uh, you could just see those hands poking out while this fanfare was playing they were poking out from the side mm-hmm. of the curtain the rest of the piece was her sort of um, exploring um, really nice movement I, I thought that she was just a really engaging performer I out of the many pieces that we watched I just felt like I recall more from hers because she had this she had an, such an interesting movement quality that was emphasized by this glitter that was on her hands. Yeah, it was sort of like a really great um, special effect in its own way that was sort of subtle but would would, uh, accentuate 
uh, accent certain movements as as she would as she would go them a flick of the wrist the sort of like yeah. uh, the different ways she would move yeah it really like just how it was a really interesting simple way of highlighting that movement yeah she was really interesting um someone to watch um another soloist that i know you didn't weren't able to catch but i really right. enjoyed watching was um christiane omark and she was doing she was in a piece called yeah yeah girl which was an installation at studio bloom and it was um done as part of the New Music Sound Garden. Okay. So they had a bunch of um, speakers hanging from the ceiling that were set up with uh, tin or, or some metal bowls. Um, the speakers would shoot a sound out and it would reverberate against the bowl. So it was kind of like she was dancing in these like large bells of sound. Right. And how would you, you describe the movement in Yeah, yeah Girl? Um, so she came out, um, she was, she's quite sort of robotic um, in some parts, but there were, um, what was really interesting about it is that her, she also kind of use the sound of like 60s new wave pop um, to cool. to score what she was doing so she had that sort of like um, uh, really really cute sort of like 60s French girl jacket and you know she's just yeah. like she's done up really lovely with her hair and everything and she's um, you know just quite pretty to watch but also um, you kind of got that weird sort of like objectification of watching a pretty girl in a pretty flower shop with like fun pop music and just how sort of like almost grotesque it was at okay. Um So I just really enjoyed the um, that kind of uh, juxtaposition of, of those themes in that piece. I found it very interesting and I think um, Christiane is, is one of the, our Edmontonian dancers that we should kind of keep an eye on. Great. Um, uh, one thing that, that stood up for me was in the Flow program, one of the, the names of, of one of the four dance programs in, in Dance Fest, uh, was Newsfeed which was uh, choreographed by Rochelle Shattuck. Mm -hmm. um, and it was this, this sort of interesting pairing of uh, a dancer sort of moving through the space on her own. And behind her was a screen with a, with a Twitter feed, just an, uh, someone in Edmonton's Twitter feed, uh, which was sort of a, an interesting, there was an interesting tension between the movement of a dancer and, and the distraction of, of Twitter and recognizable Twitter and seeing people you follow on Twitter, their tweets come up. Yeah, just like, like the challenge of like watching a real <coughs> dancer, a real live performer right in front of you um, with like just this insane sort of like hilarious Twitter feed going on behind her. Right. Um, it's and of, trying to focus. Yeah, it sort of felt like uh, a trying to affirm identity in, in a modern age, I guess, perhaps might be a, a read on that. And then near the end, it sort of took a turn for almost like a, like uh, trying to, yeah, like uh, she started sort of like, almost like she was looking into her mirror, um, sort of like playing with parts of her face and exploring that and almost judging it, uh, which sort of, again, seemed like interesting comment in, in dance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like I think that the I think that the idea has more places to go. Mm. I think that, mm -hmm. that what we saw at Nexus was kind of like the start of something, and I do, I do think that there's some more development that could be had there because it was a pretty interesting... Um, Kind of a little challenge for the audience. Sure, yeah. Um, one of the other pieces that we thought was really cool, um, or I thought was really cool, was Rady or Red Eye. Rady Eye? Yeah, something like that. Choreographed by Tatiana Cheladin and Ileana Cheladin. Cheladin sisters. sisters. Um, um, I think that these girls are, these women actually, are, are fantastic movers. Um, they are both, uh, just to kind they're of. They're very tall. Yes, they're give very you an long. idea. Their yes, they're very this, tall. Yeah. They have like long limbs. Every movement they do is just aesthetically 
freaking lovely. <laughs> right, right. I had a, I had a friend compare it to calligraphy uh, after the mm, show, just like mm -hmm. the movement, these the, the the shapes they would trace in in air. Yeah, and what one of the things, one of the sensory things that they did in their performance that was really interesting was oh, they yeah. were they were cutting oranges on stage. They had this large bowl of oranges and cutting them open, and um, just sort of like looking into the into the middle of them, into the radius, or, or I'm assuming I'm Radii. assuming that right, there you go. Mm -hmm. That's where the maybe the title comes from. But um, over the few minutes that the performance lasted, you would occasionally get these wafts of like beautiful orange scent. Yeah, coming we were sitting over. close. So yeah, it, it was, was uh, it, it was a really neat um, a really neat exploration. Um, it, like they say in the program, it was a macro and microscopic exploration of space. So you kind of got that really interesting. Uh, sensory perception of the oranges, but then also like drawing back and seeing the full body movement. Right, and they they moved off the stage, sort of into um, mm -hmm. the aisles on either side of the Roxy audience, and would sort of separate, and one would do movement, and the other, and sort of draw your eyes not just onto the stage, but into different parts of the theater. Yeah, yeah. So these two sisters, the Shaladins or Chaladins, hopefully we're saying one we're of those so right sorry. at least, right? <laughs> um, think they're kind of like ones to watch, sort of like um, you know uh, Edmonton also. Has uh, Jody and Jenny Vandekerkov, who are also pretty cool Great. dancers. Um, yeah, um, another one in that program, which was the fusion program, was Memory Folds mm -hmm. um, by Anastasia Maywood. Uh, and that one was kind of an interesting piece. Um, it had uh, a trio of dancers mm -hmm. um, and uh, and a, a, gl a glass that held some kind yeah. of memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I that think? seemed to be the, the idea behind it was maybe the weight. Uh, though the way we carry around memories and sort of what gets put in there and what gets uh, stored and mm -hmm. sort of um, yeah these three dancers sort of moving through the the space and sort of passing off this this jar and who was in charge of it yeah and I think one of the 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 nice thing that I really remember about this dance is just the the great expression and expressive movement um, between the three dancers who were Alison Cause, Alida Nyquist Schultz, and Tatiana Sheladin. Yeah, they all had very different personalities as far as the the movement. Yeah, went. yeah, absolutely. And so they brought each a really different quality. It was almost kind of like a conversation about about memories, which was, was a neat exploration. Right. Um, also, one the so okay, so I think the the big hit really of Nexus for us, boom, boom, say it, drop it, drop that <laughs> um, truth. Yeah, if I can even pronounce it because it's a German word, um, it's Zenschucht, um, was subtitled I can't find it for you. Yeah. and so this this German word Zenschucht is it means something like. Uh, an addiction to searching or an intense longing. Um, and there, it was a duet, two gals from Toronto, Anna Groppler and Emma Kerson. And this piece was just frankly hilarious. So funny. <laughs> so funny. They were both dressed in these, these sort of like, um, almost like traditional dresses. Like it almost felt like if this had been a play, it would have been sort of like a, a drawing room comedy sort of farce. Yeah, when they come out with this sort of very, very like um, happy, lovely, classical choral music. Yeah. And, um, and it kind of just digresses into... Um, Almost sloppy, but intentionally sloppy yeah, kind of like trying movement. to trying to fulfill these like these like almost traditional movements with almost like a manic energy, um, yeah, which was you know overdoing them on purpose. Um, 
and was so funny. Yeah, and just trying to play also between each other and 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 demonstrate for each other sort of what what things should look like. There was one like so one of the dancers was in a floral dress, but she had these kind of like really loosely tied army boots on. Yeah. And they would like do these really great movements where they were actually quite synchronized for a lot of the dance. Um, and they would just kind of start off in like a really wonderful um, kind of like ballet pose, ballet sequence, and then just like start slapping their feet down on the floor in like the most awkward, silly, um, silly way. So I think that um, these gals are, are someone that I would really like to see come back. This was a program that um, was just fantastic i think that um finding the humor in 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 actually trying to find that balance between like being true to yourself as a dancer um Mm -hmm. and as someone who's trying to do like a pretty classical form sometimes um but also find humor and contemporaneity in it uh, is 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 a challenge and i feel that they they really successfully just kind of like put that out there for people um, and in a funny way, not in a serious and overwrought way. Right, in a way mm-hmm. that you were given permission to to enjoy it in that way, um, in, in humor, which doesn't always come in, in dance or theater or other arts, but just give, being given that permission as an audience member was such a joy. Yeah. So um, our overall, I think we want to say like really good job to the good women uh, for uh, bringing such a great dance uh, dance program to NextFest. Yep. I think um, I've been in a few conversations over the last couple of days where uh, I heard that the you know the dance program was pretty much the highlight of the festival this year, and um, and I feel pretty happy to to be in town and hear people say that. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people. so that's great. So show tell show tell holiday <laughs> in um, so show tell was a show that was put on by Mile Zero Dance um, on May thirtieth and June first or May thirty first and June first possibly yeah at the like that. at the Aurora Motel uh, out in the deep west of Edmonton right and sort of like a, a strip of of hotels and there's like a Burger Baron nearby just to give you that sense it's a place people mostly drive past very few people on their are, way to West. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but it was it was took place in in two uh, basically two hotel rooms or motel rooms in this 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 one level. Uh, strip motel. Yeah, it was a drive-up motel. So each of the rooms were actually kind of at one end mm-hmm. of of the motel. So you kind of had to. What was it, one of the most interesting pieces was that you had to walk all the way across all the other motel rooms to to get to the opposite yep, side yep, of the yep. in, the opposite side of the mm-hmm. installation. Yeah, and, and so you 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 could sort of like dry your eyes into a window and see just someone nodding off or people just yeah. staring at you confusedly the wondering actual why people who are living in the motel and i think um yeah half not half the audience but there was like some of the audience each night that was just just residents of the motel which is got to be interesting right right so so what was what were the let's talk about the programs maybe and what we actually saw okay uh, well so i think that when where i started in in the the motel was in i think it was room 125 now so room 125 had a poet um a spoken word poet named jeff carpenter in there who was doing some also kind of sound installation type stuff right. he had a weird little tent built up kind of not unsimilar to our tent right <laughs> um but he was wearing a 
welder's mask and had a typewriter that he kept uh, uh, hammering down on to make sound and this sort of like almost like a vocal modulator to give his voice a weird sort of almost robotic weird tone. resonances different mm-hmm. qualities but I yeah he was doing some kind of crazy you know I want to say sort of existential poetry but it seemed actually really like themed largely in the natural world yeah yeah um, and then so you know you kind of watched him for the first few minutes and then <laughs> from the window from the window Allison Cause of the Good Women starts throwing in these like massive and so massive when I say massive paper bag I don't want you to think of like a huge grocery bag from like Planet Organic yeah. or these something. These were for plywood. These, these are for like... wood and like large quantities of yard waste, I think. Yeah. So you could fit like three bodies in each of these bags. Boom. Um, <laughs> she's throwing them in like one at a time um, after, of course, like making them huge and throwing them in from the window. So you're sitting, you're sitting in this hotel room watching these strange shapes come in from the window and she's quite aggressively yeah, getting oh them yeah. into the room. Mm-hmm. Um, after about 50 or so, she crawls into the room her herself from the window and it proceeds to do um, an installation with the bags. Right. Where um, often she's sort of like half in one and moving around and sort of uh, finding these odd rhythms and cadences of almost like she's trying to get out, but but mm-hmm. not. She's just sort of, and then she would take one off and sort of pop up and look around and then dive into another one. Yeah. And it was, it was you know, it was one of those things where you could like sort of watch for a little while and then you'd be like, okay, well, let's go see what's going on in the other room. Because a lot of the pieces, both of the pieces really that were happening were very sustained. Right. And there was, a, kind re- of there was like, a repetition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could kind of leave and come back. So that was the point where I went over to room 111. Or no, I'm sorry. It was 109. And we saw Jen Mesh and Allison Belsettis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was sort of, I guess, uh, a, a performance, like almost a performance piece in interpreting sort of your 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 classic stereotypical Albertan rig pig. Yeah. Um, that sort of person, mm-hmm. like a young man who's got a lot of money. Um, so yeah, Jen but, Mesh was like dressed in like little diesel jockey shorts and like a wife beater, a toque, um, kind of just like walking around this motel room, not not feeling sorry for herself, but just sort of like explaining all the shit that had happened to her and that she'd gone through like her brother died and all this kind of stuff. And Right, and and sort of behind her and just a little behind her is is Allison, who is a saxophonist with this huge saxophone in a in like a house robe, her hair in a towel, uh, just sort of um, sometimes breathing into, sometimes playing the saxophone, sometimes just laughing. There was no reed in the saxophone, it didn't seem... Uh, it was a super David Lynchy Twin Peaks Yeah, it was this really like bass sound that was coming from it, kind of like, and it was, it was very, it was disconcerting in that way, and it was scoring all the things that Jen was saying. Um, you know, like she would, she would go through like sort of French lessons that she was trying to teach mm-hmm. herself, or she would try and pick up other women in the room, right, um, or, or trace someone with a Q-tip as she did at one yeah, point, <laughs> or show them the lobster, the live lobster she had. Yes, there were live lobsters in the room, and it was just, um, yeah. It, I think that the saxophone and the sort of David Lynchiness of it really emphasized that kind of purgatory feeling of this character is so stuck. Yeah, and there was sort of like a, a curtained off section of the room which you could go behind and watch um, from. Uh, but on the bed there, there were all these 
like Polaroid pictures of this character, this uh, of Jen Mesh's character, and you've got this real sense of just purgatory and someone who's trapped in this this strange cycle. Yeah, like um, there's no there's there's no getting out. And one of my favorite parts is just I know yeah mm-hmm. we have to move it move it along to the the room be, the room again. But mm-hmm. um, she had this one bit where she was just like, guys, guys, do you want to see my truck? Do you want to see my truck? And the it's the like, quintessential like, Albertan what, question. What Albertan girl hasn't heard some guy say, do you want to see my truck? And so she brings out this kind of like Hot Wheels style Tonka truck. That's like, like big. We're talking yeah, like maybe yeah. your size of your four. Oh, yeah, it's big. It's, it's a Tonka truck size, but it looks mm-hmm. like Hot Wheels because it's like a blue truck on the mm-hmm. huge wheels. And then, and she starts polishing it with, with the utmost care. It was... um. It was it was really funny and heartbreaking at the same time. I right. guess that's all yeah. I can say about it. Yeah, and then and then um, back in the other room, back in room. Uh, so yeah, you go all the way back down the motel to yeah. to the other. Do some room, more people watching as you go, and um, and then uh, Jerry uh, Marita and uh, Jody uh, Vanderkirk. Vanderkirk. Oh God. Okay. I think um, that's how it goes. Vanderkirk. <laughs> um, we started to do the this uh, this piece where they would trade off between um, one of them would be dancing in a in a costume. And the other one would be making you toast. Anyone in the room, anyone watching, they would sort of consistently be asking who wants toast, putting it in a toaster, and uh, giving you butter and honey on that toast. They were just serving up toast constantly. And also they had like a closet full of costumes that they would change in and out of constantly. Um, Jer- at one point, Jerry Marita changed into a prom dress and was smoking a cigarette while kind of like climbing in the hallway with her feet up on one side of the wall. And and it was just, again, you know, if we want to go back to David Lynch, it was probably one of the most Twin Peaks things that I've ever yeah, seen yeah. in a dance show. Um, but it was really great. And it gave you kind of like a full-on sensory experience. You're stuck in a kind of weird motel room. The light isn't very good. You're crammed in with strangers that you don't really know. Mm-hmm. But everyone's kind of having a good time. And they're all eating this like really great honey toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would say I would say overall just a thing about Showtel was that I think um, – uh, those sorts of rooms, those sorts of like seedy uh, motels, are one of the few like transient spaces we're we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of the same everywhere you go, but it's it's uh, for for most people, it's not your home. It's just this sort of like blandly neutral room that you can sleep in. But for some of these people, um, especially in a place like uh, the Aurora and in a, in a place like Edmonton where there are populations living in these places, not just individual people, but families. But families, actually. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think this sort of made interesting comment on the cycles we get caught in and sort of these weird routines um, that spring up when you're stuck in a place like this. And the self-reflections, too, um, mm-hmm. that you're sort of forced to confront when your room is bland and generic and there isn't much around for you to do, whatever your reason for being here. Yeah, and as and as kind of silly and, and um, fun as we thought it was in, so, in certain points, then you would still walk past through, past all of the hotel rooms again, where the residents were just there and they're kind of watching you watch them in yeah. their home, which was um, jarring and also kind of... Uh, probably most of the the point as well so right. um so i think that you know like it was great for mal zero to do a piece like this i'm i'm glad that they found a space 
um, mm. to do it in. You um, could also smoke in all of these rooms. They sort of stunk like cigarette smoke, which was a weird yeah. visceral thing, which is cool and, and worth noting. <laughs> it's like a, just another sensory uh, like experience. Just another thing that you're not allowed to do in like other spaces anymore right, at all. Right. At but, all, right? But here it's this weird curio relic from another time where, where you know, you had a s- ashtrays in every room. You can still smoke and there's still VCRs in every room. Yeah, playing. yeah. <laughs> playing, playing the big Lebowski. Or Alien. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, also thought it was really great that Patrick Arez Pilon was roaming throughout the entire thing uh, with a big old like black trench coat with cigarettes in one side and peep show slides in the other. It was just a hilarious addition. Yeah. This um, was like really great site specific theater that really like dropped you into that world and sort of. Uh, commented on that world from within it in a really effective way. Mm, they also had bands playing in room 109 yeah. both nights. Different bands both nights. Zebra Pulse was there the night that I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also while the band was playing, just like straight on porn on the TV playing yeah. as well. Great. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that was Showtel. Um, congrats, Mile Zero. That was, that, was, that was some fun stuff. That was some Twin Peaks stuff. Some definite <laughs> cool, weird Lynch vibes. Yeah. And so, Paul, that's that's kind of almost a whole season for us. Yeah. Um, so so the next thing we're probably going to do is a recap, just sort of a, a general sort of art, I guess. This was our first season doing this and maybe a look yeah. back at what stands out, you know, after, after eight months. Yeah. After seeing like all of our kind of like regular dance companies wrap up their, their stuff, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. do a bit of a recap. And um, also probably that crazy horse ballet Odysseo. show. <laughs> By Cavalia, Cavalia. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so so we may we may have some uh, insight on the on horse that. ballet. The horse ballet. Show. I've seen it. I'm not going to talk about it now, but oh, I, there is much to discuss. I still gotta go see it. That'll be great. Um, anyway, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, if you saw Next Fest, um, any of the Dance Fest stuff, if you saw Showtel, anything like that, um, leave us some comments, uh, tweet at us, all that jazz, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. I Don't Get It Dance is an award-winning podcast recorded in a blanket fort in a house somewhere on Alberta Avenue in Edmonton, Canada. It was recorded and edited by Andrew Paul. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more about Ghibli at ghibli.bandcamp.com. And you can find more about us on our website, idontgetitdance.com. Our Twitter is at I Don't Get It Dance, and you can also find us on iTunes.